0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Hey there, folks. We're here. We are. We are back at it again. Hope everyone out there Hope you're having a, a grand gay old time this weekend. Happy Juneteenth to all you woke folk out there. Hope you're enjoying your your very own woke holiday. I'm sure all of you hysterical white liberals out there, you're out virtue signaling to show how down for the struggle you are. Oh, I love the BIPOC folk. I'm down to celebrate Juneteenth. Yes, I'm sure you are, princess. And white boy Malcolm X, the summit mistress, she didn't know about Juneteenth. I had to explain it to her. And I hope that's not too triggering to all you woke folk out there. But don't you worry. Don't worry at all. Don't give it another thought. I already reported her. I already threw her under the bus. And by now, she's probably, she's already in her first class seat on a train to a re-education camp to get her mind right. And of course, happy gay pride to all you members of the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. I hope you're having yourselves a Grand gay old time this month. Celebrating gay pride. I just hope you didn't celebrate that on Juneteenth. Don't make me call you a racist for doing something like that. And our usual public service announcement. For all you whorish queens out there. And you know who you are. And you really should embrace who you are. But don't you go out there and catch yourself the monkeypox, this pride. Even if they're going to rebrand monkeypox to something else, still, girls, don't do it. Yeah, they're going to, they want to change the name of monkeypox. Here's this from The Guardian. World Health Organization to rename monkeypox virus to avoid discrimination. Urgent move to change name comes after scientists call it inaccurate and stigmatizing as virus spreads. You know, we've been talking about monkeypox for, for weeks now, and the last thing I thought about in doing those stories, discussing those stories, warning queens not to get it, is black people in Africa. But to those blithering idiots at the World Health Organization, there is a prevailing perception in the media and scientific literature. Oh, so the media and academia, they're the racists here. Yeah, no kidding. But the prevailing perception in the racist media, in racist academia, is that monkeypox, That is endemic in humans in some African countries. But the reality is that the virus, it's overwhelmingly found in animals. And only rarely is it found in humans. That hasn't sunk in in certain quarters. So I guess they're going to have to rebrand monkeypox to fix everything. Kind of like they rebranded covid Okay, then. You girls have fun with your rebranding. Like anyone's going to listen to you. Here's something for us to look forward to, white boy Malcolm X. It's from the New York Post. People feel sexiest at this age. Just ask J-Lo, Jennifer Aniston, and Paul Rudd. And the aging question is 53, which both of us Old Queens turn this year. And that little factoid comes to us from a survey from our time. That's a dating app. Never heard of it. Which said that 53, that is the age most people feel sexiest. And if that's not bad enough, sexy 53-year-olds, more than half of respondents said 53 was the age they felt friskiest in the bedroom, while 41%, they said it was the age they felt most comfortable in their skin. So I guess that Ronald McDonald blow-up doll, that poor thing, that's in for a lot of action here soon. By the way, sir, any idea where you want to go for your birthday? Where are we? Where are we going to celebrate you? P Town? Really? You lazy queen. You silly lazy queen going down to P Town. Well, at least it's in the fall. Most of the crowds will be gone. Now, don't get me wrong, folks. I enjoy going down to P Town every so often, but. I made the mistake once. I went there in the summer. That place is so damn crowded. Most of the time, the sidewalks were so packed. Wound up having to walk on the street. The shops were all packed. The restaurants were all packed. The whole damn place was just overrun with tourists. So I like it much better in the fall. Not completely dead but not not overrun either. I was thinking, though, more this summer. I said I need a vacation this summer. Just a weekend trip. Thoughts, sir? Oh, gunkwit? Really? Another really? What is this? Go gay or go home? You want to go to a gunkwit and Provincetown? Like Key West and Miami Beach last year. That wasn't gay enough for you. You want to do Ogunquit and Provincetown. Ah, we'll deal with this later. Ogunquit, that's a day trip at best. I am not spending the night up there with all those drunk party queens. Not happening. So let's just go ahead and jump into things, folks. And this first one... It's from the Washington Times. The View host, Sonny Hostin, or Hostin, I don't know how to pronounce that chick's name. Sorry, dear, for potentially mangling your last name. But the View host, Sonny Hostin, Hostin, whatever, Harris Buttigieg 2024 ticket would obliterate Trump or DeSantis. What the hell is she smoking? Man, she's got to be on the good stuff. She's got to be doing whatever the hell Hunter Biden likes to do. Thinking that. I don't know about you folks, but I'm like, what the what? Who the hell is Sunny Hostin or Hostin? I've never heard of her other than her yapping. Yep, 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 yep on The View, coming out with crazy nonsense like this. But she is apparently, allegedly, supposedly, possibly maybe, a lawyer, journalist, and television host. Pop quiz, white boy Malcolm X. Which of those three jobs, kind of like pocket queen Tom Daly having herself three jobs, but which of those three, sir, Lawyer, journalist, or television host. Which of those three are the sleaziest? Very good, sir. Correct. All of the above. And can you see a Harris-Bouddhajez ticket? What kind of train wreck that would be? You got Queen Kamala and pocket Queen Pete. Two queens on the ticket. That cat fights those two would get into. Tons of palace intrigue. Pocket Queen Pete trying to get her to resign so we can get First Lady Chastain Boudeg, that low rank queen from Indiana. And I can totally see Chastin thinking he's I don't know, Rasputin. Whispering in Pocket Queen Pete's ear. Peter, when the hell are you going to depose Queen Kamala? I want to be first lady right now. That ticket. When hell freezes over. From Queerty, those girls over at Queerty. Billy Eichner on Gay for Pay Actors and what you won't see in his new movie, Bros. This queen again. And I guess he's got a movie coming out in September. On September 30th. Called Bros. Yes folks. Bros. And the tagline is. Two men with commitment problems. Attempt a relationship. And apparently in this one. In Bros. It's a who's who. Of members of the tribe. Are lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. And every single principal member of the cast is from the tribe. Even the straight characters in the film, they're also being played by members of the tribe. So I guess they're playing straight for pay. Now gay for pay to queens like Billy Eichner here. Who was the other one, white boy Malcolm X? Who was that other queen? carrying on about gay for pay. Michael. That's right. Michael Yuri Thank you, sir. These two hysterical queens, and we've had stories on them, railing against the gay for pay business model, complaining that gay roles should only be played by gay actors. And I commented before that they were Indirectly, anyway, going after world-renowned gay-for-pay actor Benedict Cumberbatch and maybe possibly up-and-coming world-renowned gay-for-pay actor Taron Edgerton. Taron, not to upset you, Taryn Toulos, too much, not to trigger you, but personally, just my opinion, I'm not so sure he's playing gay as much as playing a hearty game of closet peekaboo. Peekaboo, peekaboo. I'm just saying. But here's Billy, get rid of gay for pay Eichner with a movie full of straight for pay actors. First off, like any of these queens can play straight, not on their lives. They open their mouths, out falls a gigantic purse. With some of them, you get a couple purses. Get you a whole collection there. Second, isn't that just a tad hypocritical? Complaining about the gay for pay business model, but actively going out and enacting the straight for pay business model bragging about doing the straight-for-pay business model. And the only reason he gets away with it, it's because everyone is terrified of being called a homophobe if they say anything. Billy here, he can go around complaining about gay-for-pay, but if anyone says anything about only straight actors playing straight roles, oh, you're a homophobe. Oh, you're a bigot. And here's a recent quote from Billy in an interview he had with Empire Magazine. In theory, I have no problem with straight actors playing gay if they're worthy of the role. And I call complete BS on that. We had that story, and I looked it up. It was in December of last year, not even a year ago, where... Aaron Sorkin he said that casting only gay actors in gay roles that was an empty gesture. And Eichner here, Billy Eichner trashed the crap out of him for saying it. And this is what Billy Eichner said late last year. Completely ignorant on how Hollywood has treated its openly LGBTQ actors for a century. Talking about Well, I'll just say crap, but that's not what he said. Talking about crap, he doesn't fully comprehend. Scared that Hollywood isn't entirely ruled by straight men anymore. Go write yourself a walk and talk back into the past. Merry Christmas. Talk about a bitter bitch. But anyway, continuing his quote in Empire Magazine. But shouldn't gay actors get to play their own characters? Can anyone flesh out an LGBTQ+ plus character, like an LGBTQ+ plus actor? Uh yeah. It's called acting Billy. Purportedly, why you have gay actors playing straight roles, it's called acting. Like as another example, Anthony Hopkins who did a a brilliant Oscar-winning performance as a homicidal, psychopathic cannibal in, like, I think, three movies. Silence of the Lambs and, well, I can't remember the other two. But last I checked, in White Boy Malcolm X, please correct me if I'm wrong, Anthony Hopkins isn't any of those. Not a murderer, not a cannibal, not a psychopath. But he played one spot on, as best I could tell. And they call that acting. What a complete hypocrite, this one. Billy Eichner. Complaining about gay for pay while putting in the straight for pay business model. But to Queerty, those girls over at Queerty another gay hero to prop up on a pedestal. Okay, girls, you all have fun with that. Speaking of gay for pay and speaking of playing a hearty game of closet peekaboo, how's this from the New York Post? Harry Styles stars as gay cop in steamy My Policeman trailer. Harry Styles Harry Peekaboo Styles, Peekaboo, Peekaboo, is fast becoming Hollywood's hottest actor. And we talked about this one, this movie, sometime back. And I guess now it's finally coming out. Unlike Harry Peekaboo Styles, not yet anyway. So I guess the teaser trailer for this movie, My Policeman, Dropped on Tuesday, last Tuesday. And the fanboys, fangirls, fan, non-binary folk out there, they are, how do I properly describe this? Wetting their pants over it. And white boy Malcolm X, do you want to hear some of the tweets people have been putting online over this movie? This gay for pay movie. Yes, of course you do. The way he grabs his neck, and the first he is David Dawson. He's one of the actors in the film. The second one was Harry Styles, Harry Peekaboo Styles. So the way David grabs Harry's neck, I am not ready for this movie. And I am not ready for this movie. It's in all caps. And here's another one. I have never waited so long for a movie, and seeing this teaser makes me want to see it even more. What did William Shatner say on SNL all those years ago? He did that skit where he played himself at a, at a Star Trek convention, surrounded by all the raging Trekkie nerds. And if memory serves me correctly... He caught a a lot of grief for that skit. But he was like, said something like, Get a life, it was just a TV show. Same thing here. If watching Harry Peekaboo Styles, him playing gay for pay, is getting you this hysterical, get a life for Christmas sake. You really do need a good hobby. Something else to look forward to in life. If this is what's making you go nuts. And the movie, for you all wetting yourself out there, waiting for it to come out. Unlike Harry. It gets released in November. And you have fun with that. Here are a couple of quick hits, folks. Just a couple of quick news stories. Didn't want to cover in too much detail. Our first, here's another one on the gay-for-pay business model. From TheMix.net, Tom Hanks denounces straight actors playing gay roles. We're beyond that now. Actor Tom Hanks denounces the idea of straight actors playing gay characters, which nabbed him an Academy Award in 1993. So Tom Hanks gets himself an Academy Award, playing gay for pay. But now it's bad. Now it's wrong. Okay, Tom, if you say so. Maybe you and Billy Eichner and Michael Urie, the three of you can masturbate over that together. Or for you, don't forget your gay for pay Oscar. Jerk that thing off, too. Or even better, give the damn thing back. Tell the Academy, now that you think about it, gay for pay is wrong. You can't accept the award. Send it back. From Bloomberg, the harsh reality of post-Roe America is already playing out in Texas. Two women wanted abortions their struggle to get care is a preview and warning for the rest of the United States. So abortion is care, like gender-affirming care, I guess. Not for the baby. Sucks to be the baby. But abortion, that's care now. But this thing, for you women in Texas who want yourself an abortion, I got you an easy fix. Go get yourself a job at Amazon, Starbucks, Tesla. Who else is out there? Citibank, Levi Strauss, MasterCard, Microsoft. They'll all pay for your abortion travel. It's like a company pay vacation, but with abortion. Problem solved. From mediaite, Beta O'Rourke, Beta O'Rourke, trails Greg Abbott by nearly 20 points in post-Uvalde massacre poll. I guess the media narrative must have been that Texans, they go along with Beta here after the Uvalde shooting. But typical media outside of New York and L.A., they have no idea what your average Texan is thinking. The only people in Texas media types know, they live in Austin, an island of blue in a sea of red. That soy boy, that pansy pajama boy, he is never gonna win in Texas. No matter how many hysterical leftist groupies he has, no matter how many media hand jobs, he gets in Vanity Fair, no matter how many times he says, I'm Beta O'Rourke, and I'm going to take your guns. Not happening. And I said this before, but I think he's doing this to become the Stacy Abrams of Texas, but dumber, which has got to be hard because that woman, she's a blithering idiot. But Beta, Beta O'Rourke, he's even dumber than her. But he'll lose the election. And all the hysterical liberals, they'll feel sorry for him. Just like they feel sorry for poor, sad, dopey Stacey Abrams. So he'll get a book deal or two. Probably a coloring book like Megan McCain. He'll get on the speaking circuit. He'll clear like 50000k of speech to yap on. Yap, yap 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 yap. About nonsensical garbage. And before you know it, just like Stacy, he'll be a multimillionaire. A loser multimillionaire. But still a multimillionaire.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Do we want to talk about Ezra Miller, white boy, Malcolm X, or do we want to skip this one? I don't know. Whatever. Well, here's the headline and it's from cinema blend. A protection order has been issued after Ezra Miller allegedly groomed a teen but nobody can seem to locate the actor to serve them. And by them, folks, we're not talking about multiple people. Them, them is one of Ezra's super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns. Developments in Miller's accused grooming and abuse scandal have progressed. Do we want to touch this one or no, White Boy Malcolm X? Ezra Miller... Allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, grooming and abusing some teenage girl. Which, to me, hold on a second, sir. Let me just finish my thought. Which, to me, is just odd. Really, really odd. Because I always took Ezra for a big old queen. But what queen would groom a girl? None. So this is just odd, to me anyway. Like that story with Colton Underwood, that new Gaby. They had that story. He was stalking some woman. Another one made no sense at all. What queen would stalk a woman? None. But they had that story about him. So back to you, sir. Touch this. Or no? No. Probably the smart move. I will say this, though, because, of course, I have to say something. I'm willing to bet that this, whatever is going on with him and the girl and the parents and the protection order, this has something to do with the super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns. Not saying that the pronouns are causing it, don't get me wrong, folks, but I'm willing to bet that whatever's going on in his head, their head, whatever, whatever's going on mentally that drove the pronoun gender identity change, that's also driving this. Those behaviors, they don't just happen in a vacuum. And I don't mean that. I'm not saying that to pick on him or anything. These sorts of struggles, him going through whatever it is he's going through, especially with the media, them hovering over this like a a bunch of gossipy mean girls in high school, ready to report all the salacious gossip. Oh, look what Ezra's doing now. That kind of crap. But these sorts of struggles, I feel bad for the kid. I really do. I think it's safe to say that we have all stumbled before. God knows I have. Trust me on that one, folks. I am way far from perfect. But we've all stumbled, myself included. Although, thankfully, not in the public eye like this one. And I said this before, but... I think he's a a very talented young man, a very talented actor. He was in one of my favorite movies, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Did a hell of a job in that one. Great movie. Can't tell you how much that movie speaks to me. But I hope he gets himself situated, gets his footing again, because I would hate to see this continue. Possibly wreck his career, wreck his life for a while. What? What are you waving your hand there for, sir? They. Oh, you know what, Wipe by Malcolm X? Sorry, Ezra. Not doing that on purpose, just. This is one of the reasons, folks. I call them super special, pain-in-the-ass pronouns. Because... It's hard enough talking extemporaneously anyway. But to have to keep flipping pronouns around on top of that, not something my feeble brain can manage. Clearly. So Ezra, Godspeed on the turnaround. You have the potential for a bright future there, son. Just don't keep getting in your own way. From the Washington Examiner, I'll get on my knees, Starbucks CEO begs workers to return to office. Is he gay, white boy, Malcolm X? Is Howard Schultz a member of the tribe? No idea. Sorry, folks. First thing that popped in my head when I saw that, who else but a queen runs around publicly telling people they'll get on their knees. Maybe Monica Lewinsky, but I don't think she was this public about it. And what you've got here is Starbucks corporate employees, much like Apple employees, Apple's corporate employees, although I don't think they scream racism like they have at Apple, but much like Apple corporate employees, They're just not that into having to adult and go back into the office. And so Howard Schultz here, he's begging them to come back. Oh, please, pretty, pretty, please come back to the office, please. And here's what Schultz said last week at a New York Times event. I have been unsuccessful despite everything I tried to do to get our people back to work. No, they are not coming back at the level I want them to. And, you know, we're a very collaborative, creative group. I realize I'm an old school person and this is a different generation. I pleaded with them. I've said, I'll get on my knees. I'll do push-ups. Whatever you want, come back. I bet Elon Musk, He is laughing hysterically right about now at Howard Schultz, laughing like crazy. Musk, to recap, he told his employees, get your ass back to the office at least 40 hours a week, or I'll consider you to have resigned. Didn't quite say it like that, but that's the gist of it. Schultz, though, please, please. I'll get down on my knees and beg. Like begging these hysterical millennial Gen Z brats. Begging them to get back in the office is going to work. No. And can you imagine being a barista in one of their health stores? You spend your days making super special pain in the ass drinks for obnoxious customers have to bust your ass slinging coffee and muffins and all other sorts of crap to customers, have to show up to the store to get paid, and you've got these spoiled princes, princesses, non-binary members of the royal family, all of whom are like, ugh, going to the offices for losers. I'm staying home and working in my leisure wear. I bet they feel like the the Apple retail employees except worse because their employee discounts get them coffee, not iPhones. Howard, if I can call you that, Howard, no one respects a man begging his bratty employees to come back to the office. They're laughing at you right about now. Think you're a, A punk-ass bitch for begging like Hunter Biden, him begging for another hit of crack after his dealer cuts him off, or Ronan Rubenstein begging to get plowed by half the guys in L.A. Allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, begs to get plowed by half the guys in L.A. Poor Ronan. Poor Ronan, white boy Malcolm X. I really should, maybe possibly, lay off him a bit. So, Howard, enough with the carrots. Time to bring out the stick. Go Elon or go home. And for our last story, folks, it's from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News, J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter play Wished everyone a happy Pride Month, and it backfired badly. This one, J.K. Rowling, Voldemort. She just can't catch a break from these people. Here's another example, a perfect example of the gay media and the heroes and villains narrative. Voldemort here, a villain a hideous villain, a turf, and a bigot, and a transphobe. So the New York and San Francisco productions of Voldemort's play, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, wished fans a happy Pride Month. I guess they have some Twitter accounts. And they both tweeted out, Happy Pride Month from everyone at hashtag cursedchild. And alongside the tweet was a picture which had the fancy new woke pride flag, which includes black and brown for the BIPOC woke folk, and the color of the trans pride flag, which are blue, pink, and white. And as a random aside, I think they should call that the trans pride flag, the trans flag of obedience. Meaning, you see the trans flag, you better salute, you better genuflect correctly, you better fall in line with the radical gender identity politics out there, or else. But these productions, tweeting that out, using that mangled joke of a gay pride flag, they got people really triggered. Really, really triggered because everyone knows how vile a human being Voldemort is. Because Voldemort, if you remember, she had the nerve to question trans orthodoxy. And as I say many times now, many, many times, the LGBTQ tribe are lovable. Star Wars bar of a tribe. It used to be way back in the day about sexual orientation. But that has now been tossed to the back of the bus. Get to the back of the damn bus with that crap. So now, sexual orientation isn't on the agenda anymore. No, the tribe these days it's all about gender identity. And because we have the gay media narrative, the hero and villains narrative, which automatically paints Voldemort as a villain. No, I take that back. A super villain. Voldemort is a super villain. Tom Daly, he's a superhero with the gay media. And Voldemort, she's a super villain. And I know we're basically we're at the end of the podcast here, but I think it bears repeating. I want to take the time to read you what Voldemort actually said, what she said that got her in so much trouble, got her so hated and vilified in the tribe. If sex isn't real, there's no same-sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hate to speak the truth. The idea that women like me, who have been empathetic to trans people for decades, Feeling kinship because they're vulnerable in the same way as women, i.e. to male violence. Hate trans people because they think sex is real and has lived consequences is a nonsense. I respect every trans person's right to live any way that feels authentic and comfortable to them. I'd march with you if you were discriminated against on the basis of being trans. At the same time, my life has been shaped by being female. I do not believe it's hateful to say so. Man, I don't know about you folks, but man, oh man. Now that is some vile transphobia right there. Now wonder Voldemort has a target on her back with that kind of vile hate speech. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, though. You want to talk about a a tempest in a teapot. How hypersensitive these hysterical brats are about this. Basically nothing. And I've read what she said a few times now. Because I hear what's being said about her. And so I'm trying to figure out what in those words, those words I just read you, in those sentences, gets people so hysterical, gets them to viciously attack her like they do. And to me, it's a complete break with reality to read those words and come to that outcome. That hysterical, unhinged outcome. I mean, that is transphobic. Really? You have got some serious mental health issues if what she said, those words I just read you, are causing the reaction it's getting. It's another bastardization of the language. You don't like something? Oh, it's transphobic. Oh, it's bigoted. It's violence. Those words are violence. Myrtle, where are my smelling salts? Take me to my safe space. Why isn't the real world like a college campus? And you're not going to believe this, white boy Malcolm X. But guess who got triggered by this? And don't even bother trying to answer. That was rhetorical. But you know who got triggered? Anthony Rapp. Anthony, Kevin Spacey got handsy gropey 30 years ago. And now I'm butthurt and want a payday rap. And this is what that hysterical queen, what he tweeted. This tweet, and he's talking about the tweets from the Harry Potter productions. This tweet is the epitome of cowardice masquerading as allyship. The ultimate in virtue signaling. The folks producing this show have yet to openly condemn the monstrously damaging and violent words and deeds of its playwright. Will they donate to and amplify trans rights orgs? And I read you folks the monstrously damaging and violent words princess here is talking about. Like, for example, I respect every trans person's right to live any way that feels authentic and comfortable to them. Such, such hate. Such violent words. He's a coward. He is a moral coward. Anthony Rapp is a moral coward. Going after Voldemort to, you want to talk about virtue signaling? Moral coward. Anthony, Kevin Spacey got handsy gropey 30 years ago, and now I'm butthurt and want a payday. What the hell is he doing but virtue signaling to our gender identity overlords in the tribe? J.K. Rowling is about as transphobic as I am straight. And folks, I am a big old queen. I'm as gay as they get. And can you imagine being in one of these productions of Harry Potter in New York in San Francisco, it's theater. So I'm sure they're like a ton of queens working on those shows. Probably just like Voldemort. Good liberals too. And all they want to do is wish everyone a happy gay pride. Virtue signal and show how down for the struggle they are for LGBTQ rights. To be attacked by this has-been, this moral coward, terrified of being called a mean name, terrified of losing gay hero status, because he doesn't have the courage to say something like, you know what, I may not agree with what she said, but it's not transphobic. We're crucifying her like this over basically nothing. And I read you the words, folks, the very words that have set these people off on this scorched earth rage to get her at all costs. But those folks in those productions, I'm sure they're like, what the what? What the hell? What did we do wrong? Why is this loser coming after us? I'll tell you what the problem is. You didn't. Rage quit her play. Call her a a turf and a bigot, a monster on Twitter. You didn't genuflect enough to our transgender overlords in the tribe. And if you don't do that, that or more, you're going to be in a, a world of hurt when the transgender Twitter rage monkeys come after you. So on that note, since I cannot top these hysterical brats having yet another meltdown over Voldemort, even if these drama queens and moral cowards, yes, Anthony Rapp, I'm talking to you, even if they don't have half a brain with which to argue anything resembling a coherent thought, since I cannot top that it is time to plug-pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this early week edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined, as always, by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your week, a good start to your weekend, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care.